0: I am blocking you because that time and energy could be spent taking care of yourself and the people in your life. Yeah, that's how I feel. And not on my page.
1: Hello, welcome back to Under Our Roof. I'm Lizzie.
0: And Los Angeles just became the football champions of the world i don't know how you call i don't know what you call it
1: oh we're recording this on super bowl sunday yeah not
0: that we watched but yeah for those who celebrate um and you know we are proud residents of los angeles we love our city and la won but this is going to be coming out a week later Yeah, but maybe I'm assuming that there are a lot of homosexuals listening. They might not know. True. Did you know, one, (laughs) that there's a game, it's called football, but it's not like what the world knows is football. It's American football. Beyond that, I can't tell you much, but every year when all the football teams are done competing with each other, they choose one, one team that will go against another team. These are the final two teams. And to celebrate these two teams having their little dance... Um, they have a big show, a music show, like a mini coachella, where an artist gets to showcase just how great they are. And they're they've had Prince, they've had Lady Gaga, and this year they had a celebration of California hip hop with Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige. I'm really going off track here. Snoop Kendrick Dog. Lamar, Snoop Dogg, Eminem for some reason. Well, N fifty seven. Well, he fit but it was basically what they were they were framing it as Dr. Dre Day. So oh, okay.
1: anyway, it was great. Yeah. It was,
0: well, I'm lying to you. I saw the halftime show. That was great. And I'm happy that we're champions.
1: I have to be honest, I truly could not care less, but I wish no ill on anyone. But aren't you proud that
0: LA are the Super Bowl champions? Honestly, not really.
1: I truly don't care.
0: But versus Cincinnati, that's the other two. Again, I... If you had to choose. You not always choose LA.
1: I mean, if I had to choose which city I like better... No, no, no. Which city to win. The big, well, again, the big goal again that I I truly don't care. I'm not trying to be like dismissive. I just genuinely if you could had to, if right now, not... if, if right now, which is
0: what's happening, if right now someone came up to you and that yeah. someone is me, and they were like, who do you want to win the big goal, the big game? Cincinnati or LA? I
1: know, and I'm being honest when I'm saying like I You would say LA. You'd be like, I'm from LA. Well, if somebody was like literally gun to your yeah. head, like you have to name one of the teams. Mike or to else, your head. Name one of the teams. Who's the team? I guess I would say the team where i live but that's not genuine genuine I don't know for why these purposes we're going welcome to
0: under our roof we are a sports podcast i would say that we're the home of sports um in the queer community
1: yeah we give the best commentary and this is where you can come for the scores and the stats all the draft rumors yeah <laughs> where are we going with this
0: i don't know i was really hoping you'd find a segue you've been so good at that recently
1: The you're giving me nothing with the whole sports thing like i I just i don't know about anyone else listening but maybe you grew up with athletic siblings like i did my whole family was athletic both Mm -hmm. my my parents both played varsity college sports and um did you know that actually yeah yeah my dad played rugby for unc and my mom played field hockey for, for middlebury college and my brother is super athletic my sister is athletic as well and the whole family knows i am the super weird one in the family i'm like the shortest one in my family even though i'm five nine and i just am not athletic so you're giving me nothing with these Mm -hmm. sports metaphors
0: i was athletic but i was athletic in basketball
1: but What? what do you mean you played college basketball yeah
0: but i just mean that i wasn't uh i didn't play football
1: Oh, thank you you for
0: clarifying that. (laughs) I didn't play football after growing up. Just in case anyone was curious about... Because I, I think I opened up the top of the show with a lot of football knowledge. Easily someone could have said, Grace is... Uh, football expert if you can hear the sirens in the
1: background that is because la is partying yeah there's been constant sirens going on i guess it is because of the super bowl we could hear the fire open up
0: twitter to make sure it's not anything serious just while we have you on the line all, all right, right let, me, no, let me just look up never mind the the sirens are for uh parties or something I'm sure or fireworks and stuff
1: okay I wanted to talk about two really good meals that I can link the recipes for to mm-hmm. start off because when we first started this podcast I wanted to have it be like a weekly thing that we would talk about recipes that we've made because it's like under our roof you're coming over for dinner and then I have not been that consistent with that but I share recipes a lot on my Instagram so maybe that's why but Anyway, I wanted to share that I made a really good risotto last or er, this past week, and yes. I'll definitely put the recipe. It's like a traditional risi e bisi, which is, if you don't know, an Italian dish that's basically like a super simple traditional pea and onion risotto, and that was such a good one. The recipe that I made, it has these fried scallions on top. If you make this, do not skip the fried scallions. They really make the whole dish. Mm-hmm. And then... You garnish it too with
0: shaved Parmesan. Yes,
1: I shaved some really thin, like thinly sliced Parmesan on top and cracked pepper. All that, it really does make a difference to go mm-hmm. that, you know, to do like the garnishes and stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I think that the, I've had some dishes before where they've had parsley as a garnish, but it's been totally an afterthought. This dish... This risotto, the garnishes were what took it to the next level.
1: I agree. And then tonight I made this vodka sauce tortellini soup. That was honestly really good, too.
0: And it was probably quite simple because the tortellini wasn't from scratch.
1: Yeah, it was super simple. I got fresh tortellini, but you could do dried, too. Um, but I basically just got, like, prepared tortellini from Whole Foods. And then I roasted a bunch of tomatoes and shallots and garlic and then blended everything up with coconut milk and broth. And then I put in tortellini and spinach. And it was really good. My friend Michelle sent me that recipe, and I'll share it on the show notes, too.
0: Well, I'm excited to dive into the meat and potatoes of <laughs> this week's episode if you didn't know here at under Our roof if you are listening you are a house guest welcome to our house and we have a few house rules one of them is you have to take a sip of whatever you are consuming whether that is water or vodka or wine it's none of our business or milk be weird every time you hear us say some of these catchphrases you will just point them out when they happen one of them is meat and potatoes so get hydrated my friends This episode is not about sports. Uh, (laughs) I'm kind of cackling at our meandering intro about, like, football. Sorry, it's Super Bowl Sunday and we're bombarded from all sides on all media about this ordeal that is this sports game. Today we are going to be talking about boundaries specifically relating to social media. Social media boundaries.
1: Yeah, and I think we just also wanted to share a bit of our personal philosophies on social media just our thoughts on how to navigate how weird it can be at times but also how great it is mm-hmm. i mean this podcast really wouldn't be what it is without social media because probably no one would have heard of it but not just that we wouldn't have been able to put it out there exactly because we if you don't know we launched this really through TikTok in fall of 2020 and that was kind of a different time for the TikTok algorithm and the type of content that would get picked up and spread around on TikTok. But we just got really lucky, I think, with our announcement video being spread around to a lot of people that might have wanted to listen. And I think we did end up picking up a lot of people along the way that we've enjoyed having listened to our show through TikTok originally. And then even if they didn't find it through TikTok those people shared it with friends, which is amazing. And by the way, thank you so much if you've ever shared this podcast because we really appreciate the word of mouth and the FYP. we read it
0: we read every review just so you know so if you haven't or if you feel so inclined feel free to give us a review
1: yeah but anyway that's an example of social media being extremely beneficial and helping forge connections which i think is what it does at its best but then on the other side obviously there are things that come up there are trolls there are misunderstandings because you can't really express yourself that easily there are comparisons to be made algorithms that, that encroach on your piece yes totally and is it true okay is the reason we wanted to do this because i told you that i blocked somebody and oh, you were well, like
0: i think it was i think we'd been thinking about this concept for a while but it was in relation to there was i don't even want to say a troll but there was someone who had a negative response to specifically me in a video that you posted and i thought it was kind of funny so from my similar account this is on tiktok so from my similar account i responded back agreeing with them because they were like this person's being annoying and i was like yeah i agree i'm annoying (laughs) and then i i mentioned that to you and you were like oh yeah i blocked that person
1: yeah which i know sounds extreme and maybe we should just launch right into it i have blocked a lot of people Mm -hmm. like i think that probably people would be surprised by that Mm -hmm. don't you think yeah like i don't seem like somebody that just goes on blocking sprees but well because you quietly block i don't think it's something aside from
0: this medium right now Mm -hmm. and this episode you don't talk about blocking people you just kind of privately do it and move on
1: yeah i would never post on my story like can you believe this person like blocked listen i don't care if people do that it's just not for me I'm not going to make a big scene and make a show of it. But I also just believe that people are not entitled to you. They're not entitled to talk to you. They're not entitled to message you. And the thing is, I do talk to people all the time that I've like met or gotten to know through uh, Instagram or TikTok and my DMs. And like, I don't have a ton of followers by any means, but a Few people have found me through this podcast and through Grace, and I don't know them in real life, but they've reached out. And it's so nice to have people say, like, hey, I like this decor change that you made to your house, or could you share that recipe? And then I do, and we ha- have an exchange about it, or people tag me and things they make that they got the recipe from me, or whatever it may be. I love that kind of thing, and I love making connections online. Of course, everybody knows you have to be careful when you don't know someone. In real life and there's a level of appropriateness to share and then you you could cross that, which Mm. I don't, you know, I tried to keep it professional and light. And if anybody ever messages me something creepy, which rarely happens, like it's happened a handful of times in years, then I just don't respond or I block them. But if people come out of nowhere and are super rude and negative, then I most likely will block them especially if they don't follow me. And this is the reason why. If somebody comes across a TikTok, doesn't follow me, and makes a mean comment, I just block them because I'm like, you don't need to see my stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't need to have access to it. You don't care. You're just going through something. I don't know. Hurt people hurt people, I guess. And you're just writing hate comments. You really don't don't need to ever stumble across my video again by accident Mm -hmm. like that's going to make your life better because clearly you are having a problem i'm going to take myself out of the equation Mm -hmm. just in general i heard a saying once of like if the dog shits on the floor you're going to clean it up and have the same approach to people that may stomp all over your personal social media like just because somebody says something it's not like their truth. Like this is my museum and I'm curating it. It's not like oh you're censoring somebody. Well so what? that
0: so that's what we were talking about is mm-hmm. after after I was like oh my gosh you, you like you blocked that person. I really I genuinely laughed because they definitely what they said was was rude and it was intended to be rude, but I thought it was kind of funny. And I also I'm more familiar with people making comments about me on the internet so i'm most of the time not all the time i am sensitive but a lot of the time if someone recognizes a weird behavior of mine and is like this was weird i didn't like it i am game to laugh along with it but i also recognize that this person you know was trying to like be rude about me and so what we were talking about was how would you respond what if it had been like a criticism about like a joke that you made that was in poor taste. How would you have responded to that if someone was like, this was, you know, I this joke was rude or insensitive? How would you have reacted to that type of a comment?
1: Yeah, I think that is a really important distinction. And I'm not gonna say that I would handle that perfectly because I haven't been in that situation enough to really know how I would respond. But let's say I didn't know that a certain word or phrase was considered harmful or offensive to some groups, which comes up like there are words like I can think of some examples. I just I don't want to say or even allude to things that I'm thinking of, but like names for groups of people that I used to think were just like a common phrase. But now I know that the history is harmful and they're derogatory. And I mean, I think we all constantly learn like, hey, this this phrase or this nickname for type of person or whatever it may be. Like we constantly learn, Hey, you might've seen this even in like mainstream movies as of 10 years ago, but now in 2022, like we don't really say that because Mm -hmm. we've learned that it's harmful to certain people that maybe haven't had a voice to say it earlier or haven't been amplified enough to say it earlier that that's harmful. So let's say like I made a video using a word like that And I didn't know and then somebody said like, hey, you should know this is actually really hurtful to certain people, then I hope that I would in those situations it'd be so context specific whether it's better to take it down and say like okay i'm going to remove that content cuz it was harmful or leave it and write an apology but you wouldn't to censor
0: it. the feedback like right. if people had an emotional response to yes. that you would be like all right well maybe oh look the consequences of my own actions and this in this like hypothetical situation yeah
1: i think i wouldn't just delete the comments and block people and like sweep it under the rug i think i would decide like okay does this mean i have to take this down or is it better to like confront it head on and leave it but write an apology and say like oh I didn't realize this was harmful like I'm not going to do this again or whatever I I think it's context specific but I don't think my reaction would just be to like delete things and block and pretend that it didn't happen but when somebody comes up being like you're annoying or like this is like I don't like this content just because it they personally don't like it not because it's like offending them then i just don't think they need to see my content. Well, i think it, well, there's a real there's a
0: difference that we're hitting on which is the first instance of me being silly and someone finding it annoying, that is someone being proactive. There's not me being annoying is subjective, but they are proactively projecting that onto the content. Mhm. If you were to be in a, a situation where something insensitive was part of your content, those responses would be reactions to something that you started. The video that yes. we posted, there was no, there wasn't any invitation or opportunity from you on your end of like, isn't my spouse so annoying? Yeah. <laughs> in the like, if that had been maybe the caption then maybe you would have invited that response and it would have been more appropriate. But this person just projected that onto the content that was fully about our dog. And so you made the decision, you know what? You do not get to assign the descriptor of annoying to my spouse, even though I admit I was talking over you in the video. I was being annoying. Well, I Some don't... people could read that as annoying. I I totally understand
1: where they're coming from. I don't think you were being annoying, but I just want to clarify one thing too. And, then we can leave the blocking topic, but... I have some thoughts. Okay, well, yes, I want to hear your thoughts. But with me blocking people that are just being rude, like, I don't do it if somebody's like, hey, what's up with this? Like, if it's genuinely poses a question, fine. I'm not, like, block happy. I'm not going around, like, blocking people daily. But every now and then, like, maybe every, like, couple months, somebody just comes in. It's usually, like, somebody found a video from, like, the FYP On TikTok, which, if you don't have TikTok, it's like the algorithm that just shows your content to people that are scrolling that don't necessarily follow you. And if they come in hot with a rude comment where it's just mean, I'm not upset by it. I'm not like when I blocked the person that was like saying you were annoying, I'm not enraged. I don't feel anger at all. I'm just like, oh, good to know, like you shouldn't engage with my content because you're just being negative. And also, you'll probably never know that I blocked you. Mm -hmm. I just don't want my videos to come across your feed again. And if I don't block you, they probably will come across your feed again, because you've just told the algorithm (laughs) that you like interacting with this. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, eh, you don't need to see this. And I know that probably some people have a connotation that if somebody with a public account is like blocking people or deleting comments that it's censoring, or it's hiding something bad. But my view is like my my accounts are not a public bulletin board that's in a public place where everybody should be able to share their opinions. It's my space. It's my account. And I just don't like negative, rude comments. And thankfully, I don't get many of them at all. But Mm -hmm. when I do, I'm just like, "Mm, no, you don't need to be here. Oh, and then the other piece is anybody that has commented on videos of us, me and Grace, Or somebody even found like my Facebook account, which I do not even use Facebook, but I have an account. And I guess like my marriage post when we got married years ago is public. It's not even a post. It's just like one of the life updates things that Facebook does where it's like Elizabeth got married on August 4th, 2018. And it's like a little life update and people can comment. Somebody found it lately and like who I don't know who doesn't follow me on Facebook and commented this whole thing about how me marrying Grace is like murder in the eyes of God and all this stuff. Obviously, I block those people. I don't get comments like that much at all. But occasionally, like when Grace's music has been reported on or kind of picked up traction, when a new album has come out or whatever, I'll get crazies coming to my um, Instagram and being like, Just saying negative, horrible things and writing Bible verses and stuff. Also, we'll write things on Grace's account. And I'll even go, if I am on Grace's account, (laughs) if I'm on your account and I see, if I'm scrolling through and I see people, if I'm as me looking, like I'll look at the comments on your pictures sometimes. I'm like, oh, what do people think? And occasionally somebody will comment and say, this is evil. Like, don't you know that you repent? I will block them preemptively. They aren't. They don't even know about me, presumably, but I'll see them commenting stuff on your page and I'll block them from my page mm. because I don't even want them to find me. Oh, yeah. Like, And that's just because that just totally goes against my belief system that you would be casting judgment like that and saying like you're going to hell. I'm like, well, I understand that you have your beliefs, but I also have mine and you're offending them. So you're definitely getting blocked. Mm.
0: Darling, I know that you're nervous, but trust you've got time on your My philosophy on blocking, I will so say, is a little bit precarious, and all this is folded into what you will soon learn about me, which is that I am pretty bad at social media. Or it's I, I have kind of strange boundaries and parameters that I've set for myself because social media can really cause me some stress as I'm sure many many of you can relate. So I really want people to feel like they can express themselves even in disagreement with me on my pages, whatever that is. Part of being able to do that is I don't really check my Instagram very much. I I have Instagram, but I try not to deep dive into what people are saying with any frequency. But I also want to engage with people who care about what I do. And I also want to make sure that my um, profiles can be as safe and encouraging for people as I would hope they would be. So this is the tricky balance that I find myself in, is that oftentimes people will be posting some stressful, hateful shit And I don't want to look at that, and I also don't want it to become so overwhelming that other people who are commenting to find community or to share their thoughts or encouragement to be dissuaded from checking out my profiles on whatever platform because it feels like inundated with stuff. Fortunately, right now, I'm in a really good season of there's not a lot of people calling for repentance, Um, but my philosophy has kind of been, you get like one hateful comment that I, if I see it, then I'll be like, okay, that's, I'm going to let you slide. But if you start spamming me, then I am similar to Lizzie where I will block you, but I am doing so, I do not think about this. I do not stew in it. I'm blocking you because if you are spamming me with like repent and Bible verses and like chunks of text, like the maximum amount of google docs that you can print into an instagram comment i am blocking you because that time and energy could be spent taking care of yourself and the people in your life yeah and, that's and not how I on feel. and not on my page so that's kind of my philosophy and the other thing and, and i kind of hate that this is the case but i cannot be as active on instagram dms as i really would like to be and as I have been in the past, because there have been situations where I've felt boundaries were crossed because I allowed to engage with people and not in anything not in like any serious way. I'm I'm speaking in a coded way just out of yeah you know, just sort of like respect. There's yeah. nothing like sinister or crazy that I can even think of. It's just that like sometimes, You know, if someone has a message about, hey, I really like your music. And then in in the past, I would, you know, respond, oh, thanks so much for listening. Sometimes, though many times not, it would open up trauma dump on me. And that became pretty heavy. And so I've had to be really diligent. What is the word I'm thinking of? Deliberate? Yeah, I've had to be really deliberate about how I engage with Instagram and DMs specifically, because it's just... I'm a person and I'm working through my own shit and I love that I have been able to be there for some people through my music or my work. That is such an incredible honor, but I'm rarely prepared to help someone else through their shit because I'm still figuring my shit out. Is, does that make sense? You understand yeah, what I'm talking it totally, about,
1: right? it totally makes sense. Well, especially- I still
0: respond to people sometimes. I still do. i just saying that I used to really try and respond to everything and now I, I really have to... I, I kind of stay off instagram dms until i'm really in a good space to interact i think
1: yeah i think it's you never know what someone else is going through and that goes both ways so somebody may message you and say like hey i love your music and you respond thank you and then they may be not having the best intentions which i think is very rare but maybe they were i think maybe there's been like one or two times when somebody's like started off nice, but then actually wants to say mean things and like doesn't Mm. agree with your standpoint from a theological perspective. So there's that danger that it's like a Trojan horse Mm -hmm. and somebody like starts off trying to seem complimentary, but then they aren't coming from a place of kindness. And then the other thing is that for you, I know you just have such a big heart. So if somebody meaning well is like, hey, I'm going through a hard time, can you help me or what can you do for me? Even though somebody else who maybe can take this sort of thing more lightly might just be like, hey man, like I can't help you right now, but thanks for reaching out or something. You will sit with that kind of thing and wrestle and try to figure out what you can do for people in a way that will eat you alive, in a way that like really stresses you out. And I feel like you've had to just realize like you can connect with people, but it's hard to offer that much more on like a personal messaging standpoint
0: well it's the whole the whole episode is about i've just been able to set boundaries for myself so i can interact with people in ways that are beneficial to both of us i like to think Mm because i do i interact with people all the time online i love i really do love social media something that i'm i feel pretty fortunate about is that through like the past five years i've set up certain parameters whereby I have a pretty enjoyable scroll. Mm-hmm. I have a pretty enjoyable scroll. But what that means, one of the what, some of the boundaries where I don't really watch Instagram stories, if I'm tagged in something, I might click it just to clear the notification, but I won't see it. I thought there was another thing that I do. I guess it's like I don't watch Instagram stories. I don't really look at my DMs, but for like once a week to kind of scroll through. Unless I'm doing something like Saw You On Semler or if I pose That's a question. If I yeah. pose a question or if I'm looking for some interaction, then I will look through my DMs. But well I try and like respond to comments specifically on on TikTok. I try and, you know, wait about an hour to be on my phone, respond to things mm-hmm. within that hour. Yeah. Oh, here's here's what I was gonna say. Twitter. I'm ready to leave.
1: <laughs> really?
0: I think I'm ready to go. If I didn't have things to promote
1: that's the thing with my
0: music if i wasn't if if it wasn't such an important platform i wish i could just be you know how on tiktok how people have like an avatar and just a username that's just numbers but they can watch everything yeah it's kind of like what zach has zach has like a secret account oh really <laughs> yeah he watches stuff but he doesn't post anything uh-huh. i wish i could do that with twitter
1: it's so interesting how people seem to hate twitter i didn't have twitter for years and then i just started one last year Because I felt like, I don't know, I just kind of wanted to have that account for a few reasons and I occasionally tweet things like once every few months I'll tweet something. But I guess because I just don't have, I don't follow a lot of people on Twitter, nor do a lot of people follow me, nor do I really use it that much. I'm like, oh, it's fine. But I feel like a lot of people have said that it's kind of their most toxic social media
0: i know exactly why it's because i got twitter i'd had twitter since college but i didn't really use it regularly until i started working for a political news network so that's how i followed a bunch of people in bulk from that time and then during sort of state of grace and working through my own religious deconstruction i followed a bunch of sort of religious deconstruction people and voices and There's so there's so many brilliant and funny people on Twitter, but I do feel like the algorithm always pushes the confrontations because it's more interesting. They want I mean, they know that we like to watch fire burn. And so it's similar when you, up every time I've I've had to log back into Facebook because of some account, Facebook without fail shows me an interaction between two people I'd forgot existed and didn't want to remember existed, to Mm -hmm. be honest. And it's always like the, you know, just some of the most ignorant stuff that someone could say, open up my Facebook. I'm like, oh, that's why I left. And I feel as though Twitter is kind of going that route. There's so many compassionate and creative voices that I know that I follow on Twitter, but they never show up on my timeline. I have to go out of my way to find it. And that's pretty frustrating for me. However, Twitter is a great way of spreading information. Like the, the Twitter for mutual aid and for resources, Twitter can be incredible. I just really feel like the algorithm for me recently has always been just negative shit and I don't like it. And accounts that I like follow, but maybe I need to unfollow. I don't want to start anything.
1: Here's what I would recommend. And this actually brings me back to another point I wanted to make that I would recommend for everyone as a tool. The mute button. Every... Well, so I don't think TikTok has a mute button yet, but every social media other than that that I've seen has a mute button. And on Instagram, you can mute people's stories or their posts or both. On Twitter, I imagine it's just their posts. It's so useful. I love muting people. And again, this would probably surprise people because, uh, I don't know, I think maybe on the surface, you wouldn't think that I would have these like kind of harsh boundaries with social media, with blocking people that are rude and stuff like that. But hear me out on the mute thing. I get that unfollowing somebody is kind of a intense move or it can be perceived that way i'm sure there's people that have unfollowed me that i don't i will never know or Mm. notice like i you know it's it's your business. I've unfollowed people either because I did not want to see their stuff actively or just because I was like, wait, who's this? Why am I following them? I don't need to follow this person. And there's no hard feelings. But the mute button is kind of all I use now. I I am unlikely to go out of my way to unfollow somebody at this point in my life. But I am going to mute people with reckless abandon to the point that if, if somebody that I followed a long time ago that I don't like really care about their content no offense but like we don't need to be bombarded with 500 people's content every day well you, i mean like people from high school that you don't keep sure in touch with anymore high school, i mean i don't barely follow anybody from right. my high school but yeah i mean somebody from high school sure just people like somebody that you know i drunkenly met in a bar bathroom like seven years ago when we followed each other and we're like wow oh my gosh friends and then I never saw them again. Mm. I think it's overwhelming to see other people's content all day. If there's anybody's content that I don't actively love and like get something out of, I mute them. If it doesn't spark joy. Exactly. If it doesn't spark joy and I don't actively want to like open the app and see their stuff and love it and want to interact with it, I mute. If it's somebody that I have even only positive feelings towards, but their content just doesn't do it for me, I mute. And that way when I open the apps, I can get to the end of Instagram stories like pretty quickly because it's just the only people that are not muted are the people that I actually want to see.
0: So listen, my friends, life is short, find your peace, wherever that may fall with regards to social media, because it's not worth going on your apps, wherever you may find them on your cellular device on your Android telephone, (laughs) and feeling stressed out, set those boundaries, it's going to look different for every single person. But it's important to take care of yourself and your mental well-being. And we are really in uncharted territory with regards to the long-term effects of social media and how it affects our personal lives and also our self-esteem. So just be mindful of that. Everyone has a different way of cutting this, but whatever feels true and good to you is something that is worth listening to, I think. I have a final question for you, my love. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill Instagram TikTok and Twitter.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay.
0: Obviously Facebook has is a uh, long gone. <laughs>
1: Facebook died so long ago. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill f- Instagram TikTok and Twitter. Kill Twitter. Like I don't have a uh, negative relationship, but I just mm-hmm. don't really care. And then I would. Mm, I think I have to fuck TikTok and marry Instagram which i realize probably makes me sound like a basic millennial. You just love reels. You I love reels
0: so much. I, reels are so fun.
1: Okay, i don't give love it up reel. for reels. I don't love reels. This
0: episode of Under Our Roof is brought to you by Reels. No, okay.
1: Instagram Reels. Come on guys, give it a try. I made one reel. Good. I have made exactly one reel, and it was over a year ago. And i'm not about to do tons of reels, although maybe i'll do Honestly, some. Honestly,
0: it'd be so camp if i just started doing reels. <laughs> It would be so punk
1: Think about it I've thought about I
0: should unironically just do I want to find like whatever sounds like Girl Defined uses And like use their reels Like just copy their reels
1: go for But it. from a gay
0: perspective.
1: I have actually thought about making some reels. There's if anyone likes reels or makes reels, there's enough Grace is joking around. I'm sorry. I I actually have thought about making them cuz I feel like it's just an interesting concept on Instagram. And so stay tuned. I might make some reels actually. But I think I would marry Instagram because it's just kind of more tried and true for me. Like TikTok is like a fun roll in the sack or whatever they say oh
0: my gosh you are
1: committing to this but instagram i think i could marry but we might get divorced because i might be sick of it in a few years but yeah what would you say
0: strongly disagree except for i too would kill twitter twitter you are not doing it for me like you once were, like I think you have the potential to do. I really wish that it could become this marketplace of ideas and not just a descent into Mm -hmm. gross stuff and disagreement. Um, But reasonable minds can differ. So let me know if Twitter is your fave, if Twitter is your bay, Oh my gosh, I hate that I just said that. (laughs) Why did I say that? That's so weird. Like that was like the one time that I said – i can't remember it was like some podcast episode and i just commit to it and you were like why did you say that
1: i don't know what Do you this remember is. that no you've given me nothing to go it was up. like
0: i said something and we like kept moving god i'm gonna go back and find i'm gonna go back and find that clip okay. and i'm gonna insert it here if i can find it and if i can't find it then there will be nothing here a worthy sidebar me thinks let's move on. oh i hate that i said me <laughs> <laughs>
1: Never, I've never, never done that. Heard before. you say me things. Leon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why did I do that? I would kill Twitter. I would have sexual intercourse with Instagram, and I would marry TikTok. I could
1: TikTok have predicted that. is
0: the only app that I I feel like I learn from that makes me laugh. I enjoy. The scroll. I have connected with mutuals that I, I genuinely feel are my friends, artists, creatives, educators, activists. It's, it's so good. It's such a great app. I really think I'm a better artist for it. And I am definitely not with Instagram. I'm also bad at Instagram. I've never done very well i'm aware Wait, of that this is literally to try.
1: not true people love yourself on instagram but
0: yeah, i used to like take photos for instagram back in the day like you take photo fo- like ootds and stuff there i hope that they're in a graveyard somewhere i don't know where they are but i never did well but my Wait, style was bad so that's probably stop.
1: why you're being so weirdly no. self-deprecating but do you think it would be good with instagram your hookup no well then so you would just have bad sex with instagram yeah oh god maybe you should just have a no maybe you should kill instagram and have a farewell fuck to twitter
0: yeah maybe this is getting a little graphic yeah well you know what buzzsprout you you're gonna ask me if this is an explicit (laughs) episode and how an officer i'll never tell On that note, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Under Our Roof. I hope that maybe you'll consider your relationship to social media. Maybe you won't. I don't care. I don't control you. And that's the point. Set boundaries. Nobody controls you. (laughs) You are owned by nobody.
1: Happy scrolling. Happy
0: scrolling. And we'll see you next week on Under Our Roof. I love you. I love you. I love you, my dear. In a sweet, old-fashioned way